Hi, this is Lindy, the creator and host of Lindy's Audio Cafe, a podcast focused on positive and thought-provoking stories. Life gets busy, and in the race for happiness, we sometimes forget it's often the smaller things in life that truly matter. My podcast is focused on the stories that don't make tabloids, the basics that make you smile, the kindness of people who help make the world a better place. Yeah, we need a bit more of that. But before we get started, please be sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss future episodes. Thanks for listening. Well, hello there and welcome to Lindy's Audio Cafe. My name is Lindy and I'm absolutely delighted to join you once again today. I'd like to extend a very great, big, huge, hearty welcome to those of you who are new to listening to my podcast show And welcome back to everyone else who's been with me for part or all of my journey. As a matter of fact, it's just over a year now that I've been doing this podcast. I'm still on a learning curve. I learn something new every day. But best of all is having you join me along the way. So I'd like to say thank you for that. Now today's episode is strictly me speaking from the heart. This is not on a script. And yes, some of my episodes have come pre-scripted, but not all of them. And today is not scripted. I just want to speak from the heart and talk about the Christmas holidays. Now, some of you are probably tired of hearing about it. Yeah, we are just less than two weeks away till Christmas and we're being hit with it everywhere you go. Uh, It's on TV, the commercials are endless, you turn on the radio, everything's ho, 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 holiday this, holiday that. And it can be so much fun when you're in the spirit and you want to be involved in it. It can also be a little bit of a challenge if you don't celebrate the holidays or if perhaps there's something going on in your world that makes you not want to celebrate. So no matter what, when we head into the Christmas holidays, we have to be aware and be cognizant of that when we're out there that not everybody celebrates the holidays. So I'm going to touch on that subject really quickly just to start and I'm going to talk about when I was a kid. I'm going to make it really quick. So when I was a child and I was growing up in the Yukon, there were some kids that I went to school with who left the classroom uh, during the Christmas holiday season. As soon as we would start practicing for the pageants, singing Christmas carols, saying prayers, anything like that, um, these kids were excused from the class and they went out and sat in the hall. I didn't really understand what was going on or why that happened until I was older. And it was because they belonged to a religion that did not celebrate Christmas. So, I do come from a background where it was celebrated, but I also was always taught to be respectful of other religions. So I want to put this out there to you. If you are in an area, no matter where you're at, if it's the workplace and an education environment, and you recognize that there's somebody in the area that does not celebrate Christmas, please don't get worked up over it. Don't feel that you need to approach that person and convince them to get in the spirit because you know what, that's not the right thing to do. If they don't celebrate Christmas for personal or religious reasons, it's not up to us to push it on them. We can always be kind, we can always be generous, but we can't force a holiday on somebody who really doesn't want to celebrate it. Um, On that note as well, if you're around somebody else that does celebrate Christmas and you're in the workplace, don't get too worked up. If they have a little Christmas tree on their desk, 
And if they screw up and they don't realize that they, you don't celebrate Christmas, don't jump all over them if they say Merry Christmas to you. Because after all, a good majority of the world does celebrate it. If somebody says to you Merry Christmas and you really don't want to say it, just say thank you. I don't celebrate it, but I hope you have a great day too. And hopefully that will be the end of it. So hopefully I've got that subject dealt with. Let's go back on to celebrating Christmas. What do we say? Oh my goodness, this world has changed so much from when I was a kid. I mean, I look back to when I attended public school and we had our Christmas pageants. And yes, we stood out on the stage. M is for Mary, you know, E is for this, R is for this. And we all wore our little letter, went out on the stage and had a saying that said, Merry Christmas. Well, now I understand in some places you can't say Merry Christmas anymore. Well, I'm sorry, I am going to say Merry Christmas because I celebrate it and yes, I'm going to say it. I'm also going to say Happy Holidays, Joy, you know, well, whatever it is that I want to say, but I'm going to say it because I do celebrate it. And if you don't like it, then don't watch my podcast, but I won't push it on you if we're in a public place and I know that you don't celebrate it. I think it's the right thing to do. Um, I love Christmas. I like to have a lot of fun. I do find a little bit that it's frustrating that the stores are pushing it so early on in the game. Like I know back in September, I was in one of our large stores and the Christmas trees were already coming out. And I was looking at the Christmas trees and thinking, is this leftovers from last year or are they starting for this year? Because this really is not the season. It's not even Halloween yet. Why are there Christmas trees out? A lot of people feel that way. I had somebody else point out to me that for many of their retailers, Christmas is their make-or-break season, and that's why some of them started early. Uh, Somebody else pointed out to me that with some of the retailers, they're selling to people who are shipping presents overseas, and a lot of people will buy their holiday presents uh, as early as October in order to get them off in the mail or however they're shipping them and getting them there by December. So that's why some stores do start early. Hmm... All kinds of things to think about. No matter what, for me, December 1st has always kind of been the time when I get started. We put the lights up on the house on December 1st. That's when the tree can go up. And that's when I start my baking. Hmm, That's when I start my weight gain too. Because as much as I'm baking, I'm eating. (laughs) And I'm not going to stop until after Christmas. Oh, That's a whole other side note though. So yeah, December 1st kind of seems to be the time for me. Now, I know when I was growing up, my mom was very spiritual. Um, I grew up in a Catholic house, and at the beginning of December, that was the start of Advent, and my mom would be going to church a lot. There'd be a lot of things that would be happening. And so for people who are very religious or spiritual, yes, December 1st certainly means a whole different thing when it comes to Christmas. Um, What have I done so far this year? Well, I have done a lot of baking Um, I've got lots of, let me see, butter tarts, peanut butter squares. I've got Rice Krispie squares. They're not really Christmassy, but I have those holiday Rice Krispies in there. That makes it Christmassy. Made some chocolate balls, chocolate cookies. I can't eat chocolate, but my partner does, our company does, so I have a lot of fun making it. And I've got the ingredients sitting here to get the molasses cookies done and the candy cane cookies. I just haven't quite got around to doing them yet. So yes, holiday baking is very important to me. Lights are up on the house, the tree is up. My son came over and helped us get the tree together. Um, Some things are a little bit hard for me. There's a lot of people 
that I miss who are no longer with me. And that happens, especially as you get older. The older you get, the more you're going to find that there are family members or friends or acquaintances who are no longer with us. And yeah, unfortunately, it is a part of life, and it can make Christmas a little bit challenging for some people. Um, I don't have any advice to give on that because people need to grieve in their own way. Grieving can really come up and uh, come to the forefront during the holiday season. It really can. As a matter of fact, I just had a discussion with another podcaster this past week and we were talking about it. And she was asking me how I had managed to cope with the loss of my mom uh, during the holiday season. And I'll touch base briefly on it, just to say that when my mom passed away, it was a month before Christmas, the year it happened. And I think it was a year after that that I really struggled with it. I remember that time and being in a store here on Vancouver Island and the Christmas music started in the store and I went into massive tears in the store and I had to leave. And I was there with my son and I was trying so hard to be happy and upbeat, but the loss of my mom just over a year previous to that had totally turned me inside out and I just could not get into listening to Christmas carols that year, did my best. And those kinds of things can happen to you when you've encountered loss. It could happen to you the first year, the fifth year, the 20th year after. It could happen 40 years after. Because when you lose somebody, they always hold a special place in your heart. And when those little moments of grief come up, it's simply because you shared really good memories and you really care still. And that's why those things happen. So if you know somebody around you who's um, maybe recently suffered the loss of somebody close to them, try to be understanding if they choose not to engage in certain activities, but also try to be understanding that they might need a little extra TLC during the holidays. It's that fine balance of making sure that we show we care and we don't get into somebody's face. And likewise, if you're the person that has experienced grief and loss during the holidays, I know you've got to deal with it in your own way. And it can be overwhelming if people are coming up to you and they're really wanting to be there and be there for you and you're feeling like you just need room to breathe, you just need room to think, you just need room to get your ground again. It's okay to set boundaries and it's okay to find that ground that you need so that you can take that time to grieve. But in the middle of all of it, don't forget to find joy in what is around you and who is around you. And make sure that you get that time to spend time with people who matter to you or people who can make you smile. I was at a little bit of an event last week and I met somebody really wonderful and she was telling me about how, this was maybe about 20 years ago, her and her husband were newlyweds at the time uh, and it was a second marriage for both of them. And she was telling me how they had gone out and attended a bit of a function together. And she was struggling along the way because they had not had an opportunity to build their memories together. So they were out and about and everybody was sharing stories of, oh, we used to do this. Remember when we did this with the kids? Remember we did that? Well, they were a newlywed couple at the time and all their memories were with other people. 
that can be a challenge, especially for people who started relationships in later life. And yes, times have changed. Probably 50 years ago, that was less likely to happen unless somebody had passed on. Nowadays, there's a very good chance somebody could be on a second, third or whatever relationship. And I'm not commenting on how that happens because there's a story to everything. Just saying that that can happen. And it can also be challenging for people when they don't share a history with somebody else. Um, So we have to be aware of that as well when we're out there at social functions. Uh, I often try to ask people, so how long have you lived here? Or, you know, do you have any special traditions from the past? And if they bring up right away, it's our first Christmas together. I don't dig too much into what their past traditions were because clearly they probably didn't share those traditions together. That's probably just a social etiquette thing for any place that you go to. Um, Also, likewise to that, if they say, oh, goodness gracious, we've been together since we were 16 years old. I remember when we did this, this and this. Well, absolutely. I'm going to jump on that one and I'm going to ask more and find out more about what great holidays and traditions they've shared. Because it's always fun to go back and listen to that. But no matter where you're coming from, whether you have great memories to share with the person beside you or whether you're building new memories, Any kind of memory that you build that's positive is a good thing. Also going to touch base on the financial part of Christmas. And I know some people who struggled over the years. Some were single parent families. Um, Others just had uh, issues. Perhaps they didn't have higher incomes. And it was a struggle to be able to get those gifts out. It's a lot of pressure for parents when the kids come home and they're asking for really expensive items. Now, I was lucky when I was younger because, you know, when the old Sears wish book used to arrive in the winter, I had an older sister who would pull us aside and say, Santa Claus has a budget, so you really shouldn't ask Santa Claus for anything that costs more than this. And she set us straight. So we were very careful with what we asked of Santa Claus. But it's really hard for kids when they go back to the classroom and everybody's talking about their presence and some kids are getting astronomically huge gifts from Santa Claus and other kids are getting smaller gifts. Now I know it's not all about the presence and it's not all about the dollar figure, but you have to go back and look at it from where kids are coming from. And an eight-year-old child is not necessarily going to understand why there was a budget Santa Claus. So keep that in mind when you're doing your shopping and if you have your eyes on a really expensive gift that you think you want to give your child, make sure that it comes from you and let Santa Claus give the smaller gifts. I think that's a really good idea. Um, I don't think there's too much more that I can really touch base on other than saying be prepared for any storms that might come up over the holiday season because typically, you know, being in the middle of winter, depending where you live, you can end up with power outages or all kinds of things that can happen. You could get snowed in, you could have rainstorms, depends where you live, but all those things require just a few little safety things. So make sure you've got extra batteries when you're at home for the flashlight, spare candles. Uh, if you have electronics, perhaps having a little battery pack as well, you know, for your cell phone, those kinds of things. Just make sure that you are prepared, that you have some spare water and that you do have some extra food 
in case for some reason you can't get out to go shopping for a couple days, you know, roads get washed out, whatever. Um, If it's possible for you to stock up a little bit, it's a great idea. And that leads me to one more thing. Because we've been hearing all over the news that there's going to be a turkey shortage in British Columbia. Yeah, I was hearing that lots a week ago. So the last thing we want to have is everybody rushing out there and saying, Oh boy, I got to get that turkey fast and I better get a big one and yada yada. Yes, I went out and got my turkey already, but I don't need to have two turkeys. And that leads to another thought that I have, and that's a reminder about the food banks and any organizations that are helping to feed people in your community. We're very fortunate if we've had jobs, if we have a warm roof over our head, if we have warm boots, a cozy coat, a nice fire to cozy up to, we're really lucky. Not everybody has that kind of of luck. I don't know if that's the right word or not. Everybody is that fortunate. It's really easy to be judgmental when we see people out on the street and we're frustrated and we're tired of what's going on. But we also have to remember that behind every person is a story. And there are some people that legitimately could use a helping hand. So if you are able to reach out and help a little bit more over the holidays, um, that's a great thing. And the spirit of giving doesn't just have to stop in December. It can happen year-round. Be careful with that as well. A little word of caution that I was feeling a little bit generous a couple of years ago and through an online community that was out there, I had connected with somebody who had reached out for some help and I went above and beyond in the spirit of giving with this person and then discovered I was getting bombarded with hints and requests for extra things needed and finally figured out that I had actually possibly been scammed by this person and it was kind of disappointing because I went into it with an open heart and wanting to be kind and I found myself pulling back a little bit afterwards going I really need to be careful with what I'm doing so do be careful if you're on any online forums and somebody's saying I can meet you to pick up goods or to pick up this or that be very careful about doing that you have to look out for your safety there are organizations out there that can help you connect there are ways to do it where you don't put your safety at risk so you need to be really careful with that but don't let a bad experience stop you from helping other people Um, make sure that you look out for the seniors in your area the people that are vulnerable those who can't get out as well it's all part of being a kind community Well, I think I'm going to wrap it up here today. Um, Again, this was not scripted. I just took everything that was on my mind thinking about Christmas and how we deal with the holidays. And I just do want to say one more thing, though, before I wrap this up. And uh, I want to give a really huge thank you today to some people out there who are really special to me. And it's going to go back again to my podcast, the fact that I've made it past a year Number one, I would like to give a very special thank you to my partner, also known as Smarty Pants, in some of the episodes. He's had to live with me throughout the process of podcasting, and uh, yeah, he's been quite a sport, and I'm sure sometimes it has not been fun for him listening to me run idea after idea, 
or saying, can you not make any noise for an hour because I'm going to be recording or I get caught up in here and I want to start editing and, and I'm focused on the podcast and not always emotionally available because I'm focused on what I'm doing. It takes a lot to live with a podcaster and any podcaster will tell you that, that it really helps when you have an understanding person beside you. So thank you, Smarty Pants. Um, I also want to say thank you to Melissa Bright from the Bright Side of Life podcast. Melissa Bright is an incredible lady. I'm going to call her a young lady. (laughs) She's a young lady. Melissa's an incredible lady, and she's the first person who reached out to me when I started my podcast and offered a helping hand. And that is truly wonderful spirit. There was nothing in it for her to gain other than just being kind and a podcaster helping another podcaster. So thank you, Melissa. We've become friends And we live 2,300 kilometers apart. She's in the United States. I'm here in Canada. Borders don't make any difference to us. We're friends. And I'm really grateful for that. I'd also like to say thank you to Lindsay Williams with the Busy Mums Fitness Corner podcast. She's over in the UK. She's also been a tremendous amount of support to me this past year. A couple times when my heels were dragging and my self-confidence had gone down a bit, Lindsay kind of gave me that nudge and gave me a boost to keep on going. So thanks, Lindsay. I also appreciate your friendship. Um, Some of my really good friends, and I sometimes say they're my biggest fans, maybe some days my only fans. (laughs) I don't know, but I just know that I appreciate them, you know, and I'm specifically going to name Christine and Whitehorse and Donna and Brenda from here in the Comox Valley. Um, You've gone above and beyond to also give me a little bit of a boost. So I just wanted to send a special shout out to you and say thank you. Thank you to MJ, my niece in Yellowknife. You've also been a huge wealth of confidence boosting and support and I appreciate you. Everyone else in my family, my friends and those of you out there who have stuck with me part of the way, I want to thank you as well. And I know this sounds like a great big set of thank yous that you're going to do when you're ending, and I'm not wanting to end, but I want to recognize those people who really went out of their way to be supportive, and you truly have. So now I'm going to wrap it up. I've got a lot of things to do. I've got a contest to finish organizing here. It's going to be my last Christmas giveaway, and I'm going to go and do a little bit of Christmas baking um, and get my last things organized. So Hey, everybody, uh, do have a great day when you head out there. Um, Enjoy yourselves and don't let holiday stress get to you. Remember, it's about being kind, having fun, and not about the stress. Have a great week, everyone. We'll talk soon. Oh, P.S., and a very special thank you to both of my children, my daughter who never misses a beat and always lets me know when she's heard an episode and my son, the computer technician, who has really helped me out behind the scenes. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to click like and share it so others can enjoy it also. Join the Lindy's Audio Cafe podcast group for updates. Oh, and positive reviews are always welcome as well. (laughs) Check the show notes for updated links. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.